Knox Game Design, October 2021, Ludum Dare 49 entries, and more, with Levi, Alan, and Jared. Welcome everyone to Knox Game Design for October 2021. So, my name is Levi Smith. Uh, this month, we're just going to be looking at some of the games that were created uh, in Knox Game Design for Ludum Dare 49, which happened a couple of weekends ago. The theme was Unstable, so we had three games uh, designed and created for Ludum Dare 49, um, and also any other projects that anybody uh, have that they've been working on that want to share. It looks like we currently have uh, two other people online. Looks like uh, we have Black Jar, which I believe is Jared. I have to go to the directory, but I believe that's Jared. And also uh, Alan. Uh, yeah, so we did have a Ludum Dare 49 kickoff a couple of, uh, I guess it's two Fridays ago. Uh, we met over at Panera in Knoxville, and we had uh, Alan and also Jacob uh Jeffrey and uh, Jacob's mother there, and they all showed up. So, yeah, we just kind of got together and started kicked around ideas about the theme and things like that. Then we all kind of went our separate ways uh, to work on our game. So, yeah, we had three games uh, created from Knox Game Design. So, so it, was that Alan or Jared? This is Alan. Alan. Hey, Alan. Uh, yeah. So you. Were... Hey, Jared. Yeah. So, Alan, you created a game for Ludum Dari Forty Nine. Do you want to show it off, or do you have it up and running where we can take a look at it? Yeah, uh, it's it's short uh, for sure. Let, let's see how the screen quality uh, is going to be for Discord. Okay. All okay. Right. Yeah, see it now. See the sparklies. Perfect. I used it on my battery charge, and I can't see anything. So hold oh, on okay. one second. Ah. All right. The uh, the gameplay is so good that I have to relaunch it because I don't have a menu. That's fine. Yeah, is, we should remind my... everybody out there this was created for a forty eight hour game jam, so we really yeah. don't have time for all the bells and whistles. So. Oh yeah, this is my this is my first one as well. Um, so a lot of fun. I, I've done hackathons before mm -hmm. since I, I I'm a full stack dev, and I, I did hackathons back when I worked at Microsoft uh, for one week and such. And this is my first time of trying something game-related in terms of short period of time. Um, so <laughs> the big thing with hackathons in the past is you really have to set out your scope ahead of time unless you want to put in you know months worth of work and really plan it out. And a lot of people did that back at Microsoft. Uh, they would get together and like plan it out, hash out a lot of the work way in advance. I never did that. I always thought that was kind of lame. Uh, mm -hmm. I like just showing up, scoping it out, and just going for it within 48 hours, which, you know, you, you get varying results. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what I tried on this this specific game event. I said I just wanted to focus on one feature. Um, I had half day Friday or half day Saturday to work on it and full day Sunday to work on it. So could pour about 12 or so hours into it and focus on one little gameplay mechanic and just kind of run with it. Um, originally, have you ever played The Witness? Um, I've seen uh, gameplay oh. of The Witness. That's the, uh, I forget the creator of... Yeah, Josh Blow. Yeah, so, John Blow, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so within it, there's this one level where you're in this greenhouse, and the lighting of the room 
changes the tiling uh, colors and you use these tile colors and the perception of like, hey, you know, these two colors mixed together um, helps form a final solution to the puzzle. So, you know, you mix, you know, blue with red, you're going to have like a purple tinge. And if you know the light is blue and the tile is purple, you know, it's, it's probably going to be red, actually. And so you would use that as a solution. So the, I started off with with that and trying to go in the stable element of depending on where you step, it would like change the atmospheric fog and lighting. Anyways, that takes a lot of time, as I as I learned. <laughs> um, so Saturday, I tried to rig that all up. Woke up on Sunday. <laughs> Anyways, changed the mechanic. I, I made it completely pitch black, added a charge mechanic, and just went with it. And with all that being said, terrible presentation right now, but the whole point is I ended up with the mechanic of you have X amount of charge, you have these platforms that you walk up to, and on the right-hand side here, you're going to see a color. Uh, and that color is going to indicate the correct path. So if I walk on green, we got a solid path. And then you pick up the charge on your battery. And on the earlier stages, it's about conservation of battery. So after playing this a couple times, I can run through this, you know, in the dark. But the first few times is just trying to pick it up. Yeah, and if I, I go played, on the wrong color, I played through, know, it okay. through a few times, and I think I got up through like four or five of the gates. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and. <clears throat> in it twice and the last jump is but uh it's fun there's there's 10 crossings you get across um and i had a good time i tried to limit my scope trying to get it down 12 hours and, and i'm pretty happy with how it turned out by the way a game dev so yeah so you created this in unreal engine right i think that's yes unreal icon before oh yeah and uh, I actually don't remember the color. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah, I made this new for uh, like the cemetery assets that have been sitting in my library for a really long time. Uh, so I was like, you know what? What's, we got the kind of fog and everything like that. Let's make it a cemetery and you know, try to make your way out of the cemetery. Yeah. Um, I saw that you did submit this as a jam game. So in the jam, get, jam uh, competition, you can use pre existing assets. Yeah. pre-existing music and graphics and things like that. The compo, uh, which is what I did, is 40, 48 hours. That's where you create all the assets yourself. I don't know, not crazy. I uh, like you right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I cannot throw it together that quick. Yes, yet. Um, <laughs> you never. <laughs> so, trust you for your... Uh, play yourself, okay. Um, anyways, that's just run out of my hand. Uh, for number one, number two, probably take a little more risk, put a little more time into it. Um, and see what turns out, you know? Yeah, I definitely like the atmosphere of the game, the lighting effects. And I, I, I did notice, like, every time you play this, you get a new sequence of squares. So it isn't like you're going to get the same uh, sequence of colors each time. So you got to really. Be aware of that when you're playing. Yeah, and originally I didn't have anything. I made it completely generated. Like every segment would be different. Um, and then the colors would always be changed. Sometimes there'd be styles, styles, and I was gonna have, uh, 
with an alternate color, and that would form an effect that was coming out of the witness. Mm-hmm. And I got the carriage of all the bridges to like, like as far as I wanted to go. I went a thousand you know, crossings, I got a thousand crossings. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's kind of like, uh, everyone's going to get to like number six and be like, well, this is great. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll set four. Yeah. Uh, so just, I had a different point. Uh, and nerding random at that point. Very cool. I, I did like the charge mechanic. That that way you can't just like zoom through it. You got some, you got a limited amount of charge to your flashlight, and but you can pick up those little sparkly things to replenish the amount of charge. Oh, yeah. So it isn't like once you're out of charge, then you're out of luck. You can pick those pickups to refill your flashlight. Oh yeah, no, I'm pretty happy. You really went down as well. By the time you get like the fifth or sixth crossing, if you really are having the light on the entire time, mm-hmm. um, like, yes, yeah, the battery's going to be dead and you're only, you know, halfway there. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, little things like the first jump, you can just make it across it or turning your flashlight on. You can just blind jump. You can see the little outline of the battery from the actual point of jumping itself and you can just jump straight to it. Second time around, you just jump to the second pile. I liked it when they, when they were all in the same column. That way I could just jump straight, but you got to look at that, that sequence over there, and I'm not as good as jumping diagonally. No, there's a good piece of feedback on the side. It's the default movement scheme for UE4's templates, mm-hmm. our first-person template. Like it's just... It's pretty terrible to jump across, especially when it's done. The acceleration and the deceleration are not great. You'll, you'll overjump, you'll underjump. It doesn't, doesn't feel necessarily the greatest in terms of that speed differential right there, mm-hmm. but eh, it got you done. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Uh, Jared, are you still there? Uh, did you have anything you wanted to show off this month? Well, maybe. Um, I didn't really do anything for the Lemdare. That's okay. If you had anything else you uh, wanted to show off, that'd be cool. But if not, that's okay. I did, I did finish a and uh, started running kind of a band because I was going to be what I, like what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And then I had some trouble with this version of my, the engine I'm using can't want to create anything that was really playable, but I actually just now um, loaded the code into an old version, and now I have a version I can actually upload somewhere. So, I mean... Um, am I? Yeah, just a little bit. This this whole thing's been kind of in and out, <laughs> breaking up, but I'm able to make out most of it. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not sure if my microphone is really working very well. Okay, you sound clear Can now. You- yeah, I kind of fiddled with the uh, ending, but yeah, I did finish a project that I had started earlier, 
um, and I had abandoned it because it wasn't going to be what I wanted, and I have something that I guess I could upload, even if it's not what I originally intended it to be. Very cool. Yeah, so you're Java JMonkey engine right now, editor. Um, yeah, I'm just right now... Well, I'll, I'll do this later. I can go ahead and run it. I think I, ha I had a video, but it's not kind of a live one, so I can run it like this. This was originally supposed to be a, sh a shooter, and I failed on making it a shooter, and I kind of was having trouble with some of the engine, and but I came up with this instead. So this is Cubic Nightmare? Yep. Here's your... Here, this is supposed to be your bed. It's actually literally a model of my bedroom room but this is you woke up at night and you're having night and trying to find your way out and each of the different settings the main thing they do it's also light and darkness but it's not you don't have a battery that's going to run out it's just the difficulty settings the higher the difficulty the darker it gets gotcha. oh i see critters so here are your enemies <laughs> i love that guy oh, they're kind of dumb So the objective of the game is like, okay, you start in your bedroom and you wake up and you're just trying to find your way out. Yeah. Now you can't get bonus points for picking, finding and picking up these books that are kind of randomly scattered. Yeah, so I see at the bottom you got health and So I mean... So it's probably not necessarily the greatest game, but yeah, I think it looks really cool for a for a Java-based game. Oh, now see the the lighting effects there on the little tile on the ground. So this is level two. They're all uh, procedurally generated. If you get through, if you get through okay, twelve levels, I'll just go and die. It's procedural, so you don't see a whole lot of anything new after this point. But if you get through twelve levels, you win the campaign. Gotcha. <laughs> Unless you put it on heavy mode. So, uh, so it goes kind of. This, kinda, this is like the Doom uh, difficulty settings, just chilling, or uh, I didn't see the, what the other ones were. Just chilling, just looking, casually chilling, and each each setting gets a little darker. Gotcha. So this is the default setting. So basically, the the difficulty is like how much light you have, how dark it is. I love the tile. Just reminds me of uh, that old Windows screensaver. <laughs> that one? Where, like navigates the hallway, uh, the wall tile. Yeah, the stream is stinking. Yeah, I might have to look at and something else next time, but yeah, it, it comes and goes. But uh, very cool. And that dark one is probably for video. So, do you have this up on your GitHub page where people can go download this? It is on my 
GitHub. Right now, the description is still li listed as a failure that I couldn't get a compilable version. But now that I have what I think is a compilable, uh, well, a runnable compiled version, um, uh, if I I may go ahead and upload it somewhere, and then it'll on the GitHub it will tell. Um, where it goes. Here, this is the GitHub here, Dungeon Game. Gotcha. And I, I should have mentioned earlier, share my screen. Oh, I'm not sharing my screen, am I? Yeah, not at the moment. I'm showing you, I'm trying to show you something with the, with the screen not being shared. Yeah, I just see stream is in. Okay, I think it's coming back now. So yeah, there's... Gotcha. I guess I'll probably if I test the um, the fat jar I just made I'll probably put it on um, itch.io you know, free with a donation it's it's not quite a marketable game but it's 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 a game it's not just knocking balls out of a arena <laughs> yeah that's what i usually do i post my games on itch.io if anybody i think by default it uh suggests a two dollar donation uh but most people just download it for free which is cool for me but your github is blackjar72 so if anybody out there wants to check uh that game out uh, you can find it on Blackjar72 on GitHub. It's I think it's just Dungeon Game. Um, I forgot to mention earlier uh, that uh, Alan's game is... You can find it so on the KnoxGameDesign.org website. Uh, I posted a... Here's a post with all the entries from the three of us. So you can just click on Dark Crossings by Alan. And that'll take you to his Ludum Dari page. And I think... Uh, Alan, you just have it as a downloadable file uh, from uh, Google Drive, I believe. Yeah. And you also have a video on your entry page, so... And I think I also put a link to that on uh, this main page. Now, I didn't do the embed for any of these, uh, but you can like, click right there and get the, a, the gameplay video. So anybody out there wants to check this out later. Uh... So I don't believe Jake has joined us. Uh, he's grandition on our Discord. I did see Jeffrey online a little bit earlier, but I'll, I'll go ahead and show off uh, Jacob's game. Um, so he has his... Let's go back here. So Jacob's game was John Hangon's Wacky Escapade. Click on that. And so description is, upon walking, upon waking from a strange dream, John Hangon finds himself in a strange purple dungeon made of purple bricks. Uh, W-A-S-D to move right, right click to low material, left click to fire. So it took me a little while to get used to this. Uh, he also has swappable weapons, one and two. Uh, so you actually got to hold your uh, right button down till it gets to 25 and then you can press left to fire otherwise like he says here uh, it'll squib fire must be overloaded to clear the blockage and loading more than 100 will cause an overload if the uh cause the gun to explode and damage yourself by 50 health because i was originally just holding it down 
I was killing myself left and right. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what's going on here? Why am I dying? So, Jacob has... We were all thinking about dreams. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jacob has this on his GitHub, which he is uh, big old Tom. We have links on the website, uh, but he's big old Tom on um, Game Jolt. Let's see here. So, when you shoot, then it actually shows like the number. I think this is kind of like a Borderlands type thing where you can have uh, different attack power for your shots. Uh, but you load it up and shoot, and it actually shoots the numbers at the enemies like that. And I never did make it all the way to the end. Uh, I think we got about halfway through. And yeah, you got to be kind of good at dodging the attacks. And shooting the numbers, so as you can get multiple of these guys at you at once. <laughs> but I can't see here at the beginning where there's like a wind cube. So I think the objective is to make it all the way around back and get to the wind cube. You made it halfway. That was a hard one. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty tough here. <laughs> but thankfully, it's like all the enemies are kind of the same and. Uh-huh. So once you get to know how to dodge the bullets. Uh, but I never did figure out like the different pow- the different guns. So I think there were supposed to be two guns. Like if I switched to the other one, I could never get it to fire. Uh, so I don't know if that's just something that Jacob wasn't able to get to or if there's a different way to fire uh, the weapon. But yeah, you can get... Two or three of these guys on you at once. What my help? Yeah, I think the, sec- the third number is my health. Forty. Yeah, so I just died and get sent back to the beginning. Um, yeah, maybe we can get Jacob on at another time and maybe tell us a little bit more about this. But yeah, Game Maker game. I think I can definitely see progress that Jacob has made over the years in his games. Um, yeah, it's kind of like an action, a maze type game with uh, uh, RPG elements, I guess, kind of like Diablo, but a shooter at the same time. So this is the game that I made. It's uh, Chester Serves a Lot. I had a time trying to decide if it should be Serve a Lot or Serves a Lot. So I went with Serve a Lot. Serves a Lot. Uh, he's the waiter extraordinaire. So the objective of this game is to deliver glasses to the table. Now, I didn't have enough time to actually like render water effects or anything right now. So it's currently just empty glasses. So let me pull this up. Uh, so I did my game in Unity. Also used Blender for use Blender for the models. Uh, I did use like the internal uh, Unity animation system, the Mechanim. Uh, so I did the animations in Blender, but then pulled that into uh, the Mechanim interface. Uh, to actually switch between like the standing and the walking uh, animations. But yeah, right now the objective is just to avoid hitting little mice <laughs> running around the room. Uh, if I developed this a little bit further, then I would 
make it so the mice run around the room. Now, uh, there's different aspects to the different mice, kind of like in Pac-Man, the different ghosts go in different patterns. So the green mice just go back and forward. Uh, little purple magenta mice will move in random directions. And then on the last stage, there's an orange mouse, and it will actually follow you and chase you. Um, you do have a time limit at the top, so uh, if you don't deliver all the glasses to all the tables within uh, the allotted amount of time, then uh, the game's over and you just got to restart from the beginning. Uh, right now, there's currently only three stages in the game, uh, but yeah, I could see taking this and developing it a little bit further uh, to add more types of enemies and more stages and more other layouts to the tables and things like that. Uh, but, yeah, that only orange mice. <laughs> they are was, large uh, mice. They have the orange one in particular, though. Yeah, the one he, he was uh, kind of. Yeah, he really likes me, the orange one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of just get a kick out of like, even if you get hit, just watching the glasses like fall all yeah. over the place. Uh, I did use the is kinematic in Unity, so as they're on. So originally when I was thinking about this, I was like, oh, it's going to be a balancing game to try to balance all the cups on your tray. And I was like, yeah, that's going to be way too hard. So right now they just have that is kinematic property so they stay locked in place until you hit one of the mice. Then then that's when the physics takes over and they go all over the place. But you can get stuck in these word loops where like you're continuously dropping glasses all over the place, which I, I think is pretty cool, not the objective of the game. But <laughs> you can get a lot of these glasses on the screen at one time. But yeah, yeah, I had a good time. Good time with that. Oh, thanks for playing it. Uh, I did use the character controller in Unity, which is something I'm, I usually just do like a rigid body and, and collider. So I got a little bit of experience working with the con characters controllers. And, uh, yeah. yeah what did you do for the sound? I the sound was, uh... was done in GarageBand for the music. And uh, the sound effects were done in BFXR, which I... I think I talked about a couple of months ago. But, uh, it's a pretty nice little free tool that you can use uh, to generate sound effects. The only problem is, is like once you hear those sound effects, you immediately know if you played enough of these games, you know it was created in BFXR. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, I don't know where that sound effect came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that's all the games. This month, uh, I guess I'll go yeah. around the room. Uh, Jared, do you have anything else you wanted to share or talk about? I don't think so. I'm. My game will be probably be on this show. I'll be in about a few seconds, but nice, cool. cool. I'll, I'll take a look at it and uh, post a link to our website. I'll just add it to the existing post and say, "Hey, Jared's also working on." On his dungeon game, people can check it out there. Uh, Alan, did you have anything else you wanted to share or talk about? Ah, uh, not particularly. Though I, I learned just now that the ghost and Pac-Man have different patterns. That yes, complete news to me right there. And uh, I, I think it's actually documented somewhere online. No <laughs> kidding. First, I've heard of it. Now I've been uh, playing around with uh, a web framework called Smelt recently, and I haven't touched. Game dev in probably like two months outside of this 
I'm, I get frustrated when I get to the modeling stage when I hit up Blender. Like mm-hmm. I, I got so a few months ago. I don't know if you recall. I threw something into uh, the Game Shop channel where I made a dedicated server mm-hmm. and uh, from a .NET console app. So super happy how that turned out. I made some pretty uh, wicked reflection mm-hmm. um, to get the TCP UDP layer working mm-hmm. and to map it to my event layer within my my actual game server. Super happy that how that turned out, uh, and then I, <laughs> then I started actually like putting assets in the world, <laughs> and kind of, kind of difficult. Uh, yet again, when you're talking about doing the compo, like this is where I got stuck. Like I was trying to remake like a CRT TV kind of robotic figure, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. Can you see my screen? Uh, I think it's coming up. Uh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, see. Yeah, more. and. Props to modelers and things like that. This is this is uh, it's time consuming. <laughs> I got about halfway through, like the legs and arms and such. And it, it takes a very visual person uh, to like really picture what you want to do. And I'm just just not particularly there. Just yeah, I was happy how the head turned out, but then yeah. the rest of the body is just what am I supposed to do with her legs? <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks good. And yeah. I'll just say it takes lots of experience getting used to it. And yeah. I'm not an expert model in myself, but I started using Blender, I think, in around 2000, yeah. 2001. I can't, can't remember the exact date. I mean, I, I tried to do a bottle, yeah. BattleBots game years ago, and yeah, it looks really crappy. <laughs> but, but just over the years, it just takes practice and reading lots of tutorials and things like that. But I think this looks really good. I mean, just texture them up and animate them, which is a whole different thing. But oh yeah. man, <laughs> I started adding armature and things like that. But yeah, that's a challenge. Props, props to all who can do this. Yeah, my my animations are always very simple and like six bones or so. But I know in <laughs> professional games, I can have. Yeah, like every single joint of a finger has a mm-hmm. bone, and they animate each one of those. And I guess that's where you get into the motion motion capture, where you can automate that or have that automatically pulled in instead of trying to move the bones around yourself. But oh yeah, uh, I've learned some tricks over the years in Blender. Like you can like animate one arm and one leg, and then you can do this flip pose and it'll like move the other arm up, so you can get a walking motion pretty pretty easily by doing that. Yeah, that is that is good to look up right there. Yeah, gotta check that out. A lot of little tricks, and uh, and especially for like the texture mapping that I was talking about earlier. There's tri- I use a uh, like project from view that way I can just get everything up front, and get the UV layout from a front perspective. Then I just draw on top of that. The only downside to that is the sides can look stretched or streaky. Uh, mm-hmm. The professional way to do texture mapping is to define seams and then to do it that way. But wrapping and wrapping. Yeah, the wrapping. Yeah, it, yeah. It's very time consuming. So I, I, I huh. frequently use my quick and dirty project from view. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, given, I mean, there's just dozens of little components that like add together. I I, I would never want to <laughs> unbox and seem them all but i think in like professional Push game development up. companies they have people just dedicated to doing that oh man <laughs> yep um, leave it to them <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, I think your model here looks awesome. Now, did you use a mirror uh, modifier to do both sides? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I use a I use a lot of mirror modifier. I mean, ninety percent of this is mirror modifier and and, and boolean <laughs> to, to etch things out. Um, yeah, just trying to keep things symmetrical and such. Yeah, because when I started to do it, like when I did my first Ludum Dari, I did this little yeah. Amish Brothers game where you do sheeps, but I didn't know about the mirror modifier. So like one one arm oh, was up man. and one arm was bigger <laughs> than the other, and it <laughs> did not look great at all. But uh, yeah, that's one of those things you learn about. Mm-hmm. Oh man. <laughs> uh, if it was like a Frankenstein like theme, that would have worked pretty well. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, very cool. Yeah. Well, I guess that's going to wrap it up. Appreciate you guys jumping on, and yeah, we'll have to do it again and maybe find a better uh, streaming service than Discord. <laughs> uh, but I think I think this worked okay for this time. And yeah, we'll have to get back in touch with yeah. Jake and see if he has any input for his game sounds good sounds good hey, thanks well, Preston. maybe yeah. once you get up i can see yeah thanks for joining the streamed games because it was for me yeah yeah it's just been kind of choppy and i can make out bits and pieces i mean there for a while, everything was very clear, and then sometimes it'll just start dropping out. But uh, you know, we'll look at other options next time. So yeah, we appreciate everyone out there uh, listening to the podcast and watching the videos. You can find us all on Knox Game Design for links to all everyone's website and all the latest games that we've developed. So uh, we'll, we'll be back in a month.